This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. On Wednesday, July 13th at 7.30 p.m., WDAV launches its second season of noteworthy virtual concerts presented in partnership with the Fair Play Music Equity Alliance. The series brings together gifted black and brown artists from the Charlotte music scene with classical musicians for some genre blending community building music. And we're thrilled to present experimental electro pop group Bravo Pueblo collaborating with cellist Marlena Ballena and Kania Mills playing clarinet and saxophone. They're all joining me now via Zoom. And given the large number of Latinos in this episode, I'm just going to say, bienvenidos a WDAV, damas y caballeros, y muchas gracias por estar dispuestos a hablar conmigo. Gracias. Gracias. <laughs> I'd like to start by having each of you introduce yourself briefly. I'm Claudio Ortiz. Um, I'm originally from Puerto Rico, but uh, kind of moved. Uh, my, my parents moved all over the place and we landed in Charlotte uh, in uh, January of 2000. Uh, so we've lived here for over 20 years. And um, musically, I play bass and do some of the rhythm sequencing in Bravo Pueblo. So my name is Lisa Ortiz, and I am originally from Gainesville, Florida. That's where I was born. But my family, my mom's Puerto Rican, my dad's Venezuelan, and thankfully we were homeschooled and got to explore a lot. So feel more like a global citizen. <laughs> Musically, I predominantly sing and play synthesizers for different projects. Lisandro Herrera, I was born in uh, Valencia, Venezuela. I was, I was born and raised there. I moved, I moved to Charlotte. Uh, when I was 17 years old, and uh, I play multiple instruments in in uh, Bravo Pueblo. I get to play a lot of guitar, um, some synthesizer, and some sampling um, of beats and sounds. My name is Marlene Ballena. I'm originally from Lima, Peru. I moved to the U.S. in 2003 to come to college. I moved around quite a bit, and then um, I won the audition with the Charlotte Symphony. I'm a ch uh, section cellist uh, in 2014. My full name is Kenia. I am a college professor at Livingstone. I, I um, am professor of woodwinds there. Um, I also work with the marching band. Um, as far as my jobs, um, that could take a minute. Um, I do play with many groups. Just to name a few, I sub for groups like Salisbury Symphony, Western Piedmont Symphony. I, I pop up anywhere, um, but I am, you know, what people call freelance musician. Claudio, let's start with you and talk about Bravo Pueblo's sound. You know, when many of us think of traditional Latin music, we hear acoustic instruments such as guitars and lots of organic percussion, but your group combines that feel with electronic instruments as well, right? We just sort of play what comes to us organically, you know? We obviously grew up with those influences and um, uh, they're, they're a big part of how we play music now, whether it's uh, Latino music or not. You know, those influences are always going to be there. And I this is the first time for all of us, at least at this point in our sort of like musical lives, that we get to create music, um, at least in Bravo Pueblo, um, with other Latinos exclusively. So we can 
you know, generally in other bands or projects, we sort of have to like explain where we're coming from or, you know, like give it that swing. And <laughs> uh, it's, it's really fun to be able to uh, play music. Well, I mean, playing music with my sister, we, we both are kind of on the same page a lot anyways, but being able to play and create with Lee um, gives us the um, ability to just not even have to like stop and think about it. We just kind of create uh, off the top of our heads and, and it flows. Lisa Ortiz, you are the brilliant voice of the group and you have a really evocative sound, if I may say so. And for me, it recalls to my ear the Cuban folk music that my dad used to listen to. And oh, my mom used to say, Musica de Guajiro, you know, the, the peasants' music. Yeah. But it really is, there's an earthiness to it. I hope that you don't mind uh, being it described that way. No, that's beautiful. Thank you. What are your specific musical influences? So that's very hard because <laughs> listen to a lot of things, but um, I would definitely say you can hear in my sound a lot. So my favorite band is actually Seagros. They are Icelandic um, and there's something about their music. I've always said that if my insides had a sound, it would be, it would be that. <laughs> um, but that's just what, you know, I obviously growing up in a, Latin household, there was a lot of traditional music from both Puerto Rico and Venezuela. So I absolutely have that as an influence as well. And there's a lot of amazing contemporary artists that are also taking a little bit of the old and the new. And I think that influences my sound like people such as Nicola Cruz. He is a DJ that takes a lot of original native um, Andean music and mixes it with a contemporary sound. So things like that. And I would also say La Chica is a huge influence for me. She is a Venezuelan and French artist, um, predominantly sings in Spanish, has some English music, but I think does such a beautiful job again of blending a classical sound with synthesizers and all this electronic stuff which really speaks to me it's clear from uh, your responses to my questions in english that you're bilingual but you sing in yeah. <laughs> yes so i'm curious about uh, why the choice of spanish you know I, I grew up in new york city speaking yeah. spanish at home to my parents and english in the neighborhood and, and at school and so I find that I probably think more in English and, and I have to make a transition to speak in Spanish, but you're yeah. doing something really personal and creative by writing lyrics in Spanish and singing in Spanish. So I'm curious about why the choice of language in this music. I've always said it's the imagery of Spanish that I think is so beautiful and just lends itself for my process to be more creative about how you're phrasing things. Um, the sound is just nice, the you, way you can play around with the words. Um, and, and I know this comes up frequently because I've always spoke Spanish in my home um, and have obviously still a lot of family members, friends, all that speak Spanish. So I do get an opportunity to practice it quite frequently. But there's this Spanglish going on of there are sometimes I translate things that make sense in English as a saying or an idea and make it in Spanish that somebody might not say that in Spanish in that way. But I think it still comes across, hopefully, the way um, I, I intended to. And yeah, I've tried to write in English and it just 
doesn't go as well. I feel like I don't get to communicate exactly what I'm trying to do. When you grow up for the most part, kind of in between the line of, of being in a Latino family, speaking Spanish at home, but mostly speaking English out and about with friends and stuff, being able to speak Spanish and communicate in Spanish and create art in Spanish becomes like a very big connecting point to um, your family and your uh, other community of Latinos and our ancestors. And so that's very um, grounding and very like special for us to do. Your brother said something very nice about your lyrics, that they're very empowering and positive. And I'd like to hear your thoughts about why you tend to write in that way. Yeah, I think, you know, in, again, earlier writings, I very much concentrated on my own struggle with mental illness, depression, and things like that. And I've always taken an honest approach, and that's the subject matter I like to speak on. But I think there started to be a shift. I feel like there's enough happening, and I certainly don't want to knock down any artist that's taking this opportunity to speak about heaviness and everything else. But I feel like there's so much at this point that is negative and heavy and just hard to get through that. I think even for myself, it's a little bit of therapy. Like there's still something you can cling on to that's positive and gratitude. Um, uh, but again, in an, I, I try to approach it honestly. I know that gratitude and everything else is an easy band-aid to put on things but I think if we can just have a little bit more sparks of joy I know I appreciate it in my life so I hope that other people appreciate that as well. Marlene I've been uh, looking forward to speaking to you for some time now I've long admired your playing with the Charlotte Symphony and when I've seen you, you part of chamber music performances in the area with so much of your career focused on classical music what's it like to collaborate with a group such as Bravo Pueblo? Oh, it was such an incredible opportunity for growth because what we do in classical music is so structured. We get our music ahead of time and we practice exactly what's on the page and try to be true to the composer. But with them, I just received uh, audio recordings of their, uh, their music and I kind of had to immerse myself in it, listen to it over and over again, and then you start getting ideas and I started latching on to motifs and um, especially like those Latin, uh, Latin rhythms in their music uh, were very familiar to me. So that was big help. Now you're from Lima, Peru. I am. And you have uh, gone into the field of classical music full time. I'm always curious, uh, knowing how sort of marginalized classical music is in this country, I wonder what it's like in Latin America. I think things are starting to change. Definitely when I was growing up, we didn't have access to um we didn't have any uh visiting classical musicians the country was very isolated mm -hmm. uh but now i think there's for example the national symphony collaborates with uh, musicians who do like folk music peruvian folk music and i think that's um there's a lot of change in that area kania i would like to uh talk to you a little bit about uh, your background, you've given us an impressive list of the various uh, ensembles that you perform with. And I know from your bio that uh, you're uh, trained at UNC School of the Arts and, and taught there as well. Um, I suspect, though, that because your instruments are clarinet and saxophone, 
that uh, classical music isn't the only kind of music that you're able to play. Is that right? <laughs> yes, uh, that's right. Um, I, I do play a lot of jazz. Mainly when I pick up the saxophone, it is jazz. I grew up in a jazz music household. I really didn't get a hold of popular music until probably about middle school when you know you're mixing you're getting older you know I actually did not grow up on listening to anything but jazz and you listen to the jazz station all the time and you know Al Jarreau would pop on there and you know just now you know just really love jazz always and um, when it came to choosing an instrument to play when I was younger we got to start in fifth grade and I actually chose saxophone first, <laughs> but they were like, we're going to put you on the clarinet. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I checked <laughs> the box, you know, okay, fine. But um, going to school, the arts is very structured music, you know, and yes, we do play exactly what's on the page, but um, working with, Bravo Pueblo really lets me be let it it let me be free in my thoughts and you know like she like Marlena said I really listen to the tracks like over and over and over again mm -hmm. but playing with them I would listen to the tracks and I was thinking of the type of instrument that fit the track so um you know, even Claudio could tell you, I'm like, I'm not going to play this on that. I'm going to play this on this, you know, like just switching instruments in the yeah. first rehearsal I had with them. So it was it was a very fun experience for me because I love collaborating with artists. You know, I've been doing collaborations for so many years, but this was the first time I got to collaborate with Spanish group, you know, and yeah. I'm like, this is fun, you know, because I, I mean, I love, I love Latin music, you know, <laughs> it's like, this is really fun, you know, so I really enjoyed myself working with them, and I actually kind of miss y'all, by the way. <laughs> uh, miss you too. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Lisandro, on the opposite side of that scale, what did you take away personally and as a group from the sessions with Marlene and uh, Kania? I think a lot, in, in a sense, a lot like Marlene, um, it was very educational. I think a lot of us, our approach, like me, Lisa, and Claudia, our approach is more feel than uh, technique, you know? I just love that their personalities also blended really well with us and what we were trying to do. They really kind of understood the assignment right away uh, and came in just guns blazing <laughs> just like <laughs> writing awesome parts like anything anytime they played anything even if they were just sort of experimenting and trying to figure out what they wanted to do all three of us were so excited we're just like oh my god that sounds amazing i think it's a big part of for me of like making music is the, the call of collaborative effort uh between everyone and i think something that claudio may have not touched on like what what Bravo Pueblo is about is like, I think experimentation is a really, really big part of it. Um, so yes, we do want to, we do want to bring our influences and stuff, but also um, just kind of give it our own spin without sort of fitting into a specific mold. Marlene and Kania, they, they really 
blended well with us. I was a little nervous about that, especially because of what we've already mentioned, like classical musicians being very structured and also like knowing music theory when we don't. Uh, but they were like so easy to communicate with. I think that's really important when you're collaborating with other musicians. I've found in, in my musical musical career is that like being able to communicate or convey a message um, to someone else um, and exchange ideas and have the right like mindset to take those ideas in and and make something cool out of it. I'm going to wrap up with a question for Claudio. You get the last word. What can you tell listeners uh, to this interview that to get them really psyched to hear Bravo Pueblo and friends in this upcoming noteworthy virtual concert? Just the opportunity to hear something different. I mean, it's um, by, I think, any standard, uh, we just throw a bunch of sounds into a bucket and, and kind of see what, what happens with the mixture. And, see what sticks. <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah. And um, personally, when, when I uh, go into a musical situation without anything, like expecting anything and being absolutely like rocked by whoever it is that's performing, um, uh, that's usually what I love to experience as an audience member. And I, I hope that that is something that people kind of uh, experience with listening to our music. I would like to add to what Claudio just said. I think something to look forward to in Bravo Pueblo and the music we're making and the collaboration that we just had is things feel a little very heavy right now, very heavy, very serious. Uh, a lot of stuff bringing us collectively down. And I think we organically um, make just sort of positive music um, and, and an undertone of, of just hope and there's strength within all of us. And we're gonna, you know, you're gonna make it, you're gonna overcome whatever it is. I mean, if you just look at Lisa smiling from ear to ear the entire time she's singing, I mean, that stuff is contagious. And that's how I see our, our music, like our roots, uh, Latin music feels very positive right because it's just like these rhythms that get into you and just kind of make you dance so like i think that that's something to look forward to in bravo pueblo's music it's just a little bit of a ray of sunshine my guests are the performers for the virtual concert that kicks off the second season of the noteworthy series from wdav and fair play music equity initiative you heard from claudio and lisa ortiz siblings and members of the electro pop band bravo pueblo along with their fellow band member, Lisandro Herrera. You also heard from their collaborators in the performance, cellist Marlena Ballena and Kania Mills, who plays clarinet and sax. Watch on WDAV's Facebook page and YouTube channel on Wednesday, July 13th at 7.30 p.m. And you can get more information about all of these artists from noteworthyclassical.org. Thank you all for speaking with me. Gracias a todos por hablar conmigo. Muchas gracias. Gracias a ti por darnos el tiempo. Gracias, Frank. Bye. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.